Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, we've come to the end of the Cougars' regular season schedule as BYU gets set to hit the road and host its home finale. The head coach of the Cougars is here, as is the only freshman to suit up for BYU this season. He is Ryland Bergerson. He joins us here in Studio C, where BYU Basketball with Dave Rose starts now. I thought there were some really good signs out there of some things that we can build on it. You just got to take those positive things and go with it. Elijah down the lane, right to the nice, rim. Draws nice. and there it is! Austin Gribble, BYU down the other way. Celius into the alley. Euro step to the rim. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Live from Studio C in Provo, Utah. With your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again, BYU fans. Welcome back inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building here in Provo for our second-to-last show of this season. Thanks, as always, to the supporters in our live studio audience. You can be a part of our season finale next week by getting your free seats at byucougars.com slash roseshow to join us right here in Studio C. And we invite you to be a part of our show by submitting questions for Coach Rose and tonight's guest, Ryland Bergerson. Just use Twitter and use the hashtag roseshow. Hashtag roseshow with your question. We'll get it in tonight. Well, the Cougars home for a brief pit stop before heading back out on the road later this week. BYU coming off a split decision in SoCal last week. And Coach Rose, uh, one of those uh, up-and-down weeks, a nice win on Thursday and then a setback on, on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I thought our guys really competed hard on, on, in both games. Uh, and we played well enough in the Pepperdine game to get a win. And, you know, I, I just it, it's just sometimes you, you, you wonder, you know, uh, you know, why some games you, you play a little bit better than others. But... We competed hard in both games, and, and I was proud of them for that. I, I think the, the one thing that uh, really stands out from the weekend is that we're in Malibu with it, you know, what was it, 74 degrees, and then we go to San Diego, and it's, you know, 75 degrees, and we get two or three days, and then we come back here, and it snows 12 inches, and it's 18 <laughs> degrees. That's, and we're that's... looking to get out to go to Portland, my brother lives up in Beaverton, and he texted me today and said it's been snowing all day in Portland, and yeah. it's uh, you know, and, and usually that's not a good sign in Portland because it ices over pretty quick, and so hopefully we get in there tomorrow. But uh, it, you guys probably don't know the studio audience here, but if you've been here before, I I really am intrigued with the weather. I like the weather. He does like talking about the weather. Talking yeah. about the weather a lot, and uh, the weather was really different down there. Yeah, a bit of, bit of a stark contrast from being where we were last week to coming home and uh, going through uh, the feet of snow we are this week. Uh, last week, Dave opened at uh, Pepperdine, and it was interesting because they were just a couple of days removed. I think, in fact, it was a week ago today that Marty Wilson got the news that he wouldn't be back uh, for the next season, and you're playing his team a couple of days later. Yeah, you know, it's happened before, actually, and uh, we've had a coach that was dismissed, and then the next game they come in to play us, and, you know, it's, it's, it's always interesting what kind of response you're going to get from the team. Marty, I, t- I mentioned this last week, Marty, as he really got his team, his team's playing really hard and they're competing really well. They're just having a hard time winning games. And uh, we got that team. We got a team that competed really well, that played really well, um, and gave us a, a, a great battle right down to the end. There's, you had a nine-point uh, lead early. Yeah, we did. And, and I, I thought that our, our, our guys, 
you know, uh, read their defense and responded to it. And then, then uh, Pepper and I started hitting shots. And there's a nice drive here. And their senior steps out and hits a big three. They go up, I think, four or five points right there. And, and then we responded well. We executed well. There's Joe with a catch inside and kicks it to Shear. And Shear hits a big three fours. This could really be a big part of, uh, of the success of our, our team in the late seasons this year, being able to get going offensively. Here's a nice shot by Yo where he you know, kind of just powers his way to the basket. We're up two, and you know, Kobe Ross, their freshman, makes a big drive in there and ties the game. And we come back for the winner right here and leave a little bit short, and so we go to overtime. And, and in the overtime, got behind, but... But I, I, we've been in overtime a couple of times this year, and so our guys are pretty familiar with it. And uh, big, big play bucket. here, yeah. down two. McKay makes the perfect read. Luke grabs that thing, makes a little hook shot going in. And then here's Eli. We've kind of finished the game with this this uh, look where Eli takes it off of the pick and roll with Yo. And they both stay. You know, you can see him stay with Yo. The other, they come off of Luke, and Eli has that chance to dump it in if they commit too early. But... We made a couple free throws and put the game away, and big win. Good to get out of there with the uh, with the W. Now, there's never a great time to drive from L.A. to San Diego, but uh, as soon as the 75-70 game wrapped up in overtime, and you guys, again, shot uh, the ball uh, well enough to get this thing down and shot a good number of free throws, which you want to do, you guys got right in the bus, and you decided to go that night to get down to San Diego. Again, probably the best time to go would be when you went. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it can be anywhere between a uh, – a two and a half to three hour drive to a seven hour drive if you go in the, the mid morning or you know middle of the afternoon. So um, we left right after the game and and actually still got into some traffic because they were doing some construction down around La Jolla. But um, we ended up getting you know to uh, the hotel about one o'clock. And uh, the one thing about you know that turnaround was that uh, you know we, we we let them sleep a little bit and you know had breakfast around ten or ten thirty. So uh, hopefully we're you know ready for the next day. The, one of the bigger problems we couldn't get in the gym in the afternoon. We had to wait till the evening. Mm. So we did all our pregame work, all our scouting report, everything in the film room, and uh, then went over and practiced around uh, five thirty or six. You got a San Diego team that uh, wanted to shake things up a little bit. Uh, Lamont uh, Smith went ahead and he benched his his top two players to start that game, and I, I think he probably would say he got you know the desired result from the rest of the team and then the guys that he brought off the bench too and those two Isaiahs. Yeah, Isaiah, uh, you know Pinero. He, he's the guy that uh, didn't get a chance to play a lot here. He got in foul trouble, and uh, he he's a really tough matchup for us because he's a he's a post guy who can get out on the perimeter and really drive it. And uh, you know he he, uh, he ends up with 20 points in the game. And key stretch here when they, when Juwan Gray gets ejected, you guys went on a little run at that point. Yeah, and I, you know, I, like I said, our guys competed really well the, the whole game. It, it just that you know they made a couple <laughs> big shots. There's a late shot clock, uh, a long three pointer, and then the, the same kind of situation in the second half on a foul uh, with a second left, but. We, we've had a real hard time uh, getting anything consistent offensively. There's a lot of fouls in the game. We're in foul trouble a lot. There's Eli making a shot, TJ getting to the basket, finishing and getting to the free throw line. But, you know, when it came right down to it, you know, they just made a couple uh, more plays than we did. I, I really was happy with, with Zach coming yeah. off the bench and making some big plays for us. 
and uh, hopefully he can get a co- his confidence rolling and, and really come to, to life here in the, the last couple of weeks of the season. It was an 11-point game for Zach, and, and again, just good to see a three-pointer drop for him too, something that, uh, of course, we know he's so good at when he gets going, and just enough from the Toreros to kind of uh, ward off the runs you put on them late to get within five or six a couple of times, and USD wins it uh, by seven there, setting us up for the final two games of the regular season. And uh, despite that loss, Coach, uh, by the end of the night, you still had the one-game lead over fourth place that you had to start the day. You stayed in solo third after Santa Clara went to Pacific and won a game that night uh, against the Tigers. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you can tell that, they, that there's uh, you know a whole group of guys in here that have, have got really competitive teams, and there's going to be a really good team playing in this playoff, you know, uh, to, to get to the Saturday, the Saturday games. Uh, you got Santa Clara and San Francisco and San Diego. All three of those are are good teams, and they're going to end up one of those yeah. one of those players will end up in the seventh spot playing the the ten seed. So, you know, those are uh, those are uh, Friday games, Friday night games, and uh, when you're the one or two seed, you have all week long to to, to prepare for two teams. Uh, you know, one thing about the, the, the three and the four and the five spot is that you know exactly who you're playing and you can prepare for it and you've got all week to do that. And so uh, we'll probably be in one of those three spots, I hope, anyway. Yeah, you'll be playing on a Saturday afternoon game uh, in Las Vegas. Well, it's time for our first break here on the show, folks. And as we do, we'd like you to know that you can still enjoy that full hot breakfast buffet dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the residence in Marriott in Provo, one of our fine sponsors. When we come back, Coach Rose looks ahead uh, to the Road Home Weekend ahead as BYU Basketball with Dave Rose continues from Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented in part by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Cougars playing their last two regular season games this week, and Coach Rose are used to playing Portland and Gonzaga on the same weekend. It happens a lot, but usually it's either two there or two here. This week, it's the, it's the split. Yeah, and, and not only is it the split weekend, but it's a Portland team that we haven't seen since 2017. I mean, we played them in Eight December, weeks ago. You know, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. And, and um, you know, they're they're they're, they're Playing a lot different, and um, you know, kind of the same guys. They're starting uh, a couple different guys, but uh, most of the, the minutes are being played by you know the same group of guys. But they play small. It's a sm- it's a team that'll play six four, um, you know, four man at times, and uh, hard to remember our game against them. I mean, Yoli had a huge game, and I think he had twenty six and fifteen or thirteen something like that, and. And uh, Elijah had a big night, 20-plus points. And I think they both had double-doubles. They both had double-doubles in that yeah. game, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, and, and, you know that, that, that venue up there, it seemed like they play so much faster in that venue. And, and this is a team that's really pushing the ball. Got three guards that can really take it and drive it and two, two really, really good shooters. So uh, we'll have our hands full. But looking forward to playing them because I, I think it's one of those teams where um, – you know, it's uh, you know that San Diego team was a really tough matchup for us, and they they just was really really physical. I think there'll be a little more space on the floor here for our guys to play. Well, hopefully the uh, Portland weather cooperates with us uh, to get to the gym and everything else. Uh, we have uh, here we go. Wow, twenty seven is a little brisk yeah, up there, that's really and brisk. Uh, 
Eighty-five percent humidity, probably normal for that. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's the forecast for yeah. for Thursday. So it's going to be a little dicey up there. Wow, hope yeah. it hope works out well. For but us. that is really cold for Portland. It is Isn't very it? cold. Anybody really in here get, from yeah. Portland? That's pretty cold for Portland. The sub-freezing stuff is not normal up there. But there's our. I usually there. go for a pregame walk at Portland. We stay by the river, and I don't remember. Any 27 degrees walk. That would cancel the walk. You can go for, pre, you can go for a pregame <laughs> yeah, skate. That would cancel a walk. <laughs> go for a skate. Uh, well, Saturday, uh, you get Gonzaga coming into your place. Normally, we'd say, hey, it's senior night. If you had a senior. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be senior night somewhere. But not in the Marriott Center. And our guys will be excited to play this game, and I'm sure the Zags will, too. We'll see how Thursday night plays out, you know, as far as win-losses. And uh, there's a chance that Gonzaga could be playing for you know, an outright league title. And, and, uh, and you've spoiled you know, a few of their parties that, in the past. That, that would be, uh, you know, something that we'd probably like to do. So. And they come in, right? I think when you played them last, they were 14th there. They're up to sixth right now. A lot of teams ahead of them losing, and they keep on, they put a nice run on here. Of, they won eight or nine wins. in a row, yeah. which is one of the longer winning streaks in the country. A lot of these guys that have won 18, 19 games got beat the last couple of weeks. And um, this, is a, this is a really impressive Gonzaga team. They... Um, they, they did something to the St. Mary's a couple of weeks ago that you just don't see happen very often. Controlled from the get-go at yeah, their place. And he came out and banged five or six shots right off the bat, got the lead, and then wire to wire led the whole game. So our player guest tonight, uh, coming up in a bit, is Ryland Bergerson. I said in the open of the show, he's the only freshman to play for you this year. So no seniors and just one freshman for you. Yeah, it's uh, the roster on our team is is. is changed as much in the last two or three years as any period in the time that we've been here and uh you know trying to trying to keep it consistent with you know upperclassmen and underclassmen has been a real challenge i I think the one thing that we've really tried to do was you know over the years is to keep you know a handful of guys in each class and uh right now we're kind of struggling through that and Looking forward to to next year when the majority of our roster finally for the first time in the last couple of years will be upperclassmen and and rise one of those younger guys and I, I love to have the young guys on our team because they bring so much passion so much energy but those upperclassmen understand a lot more about the college game and the the length of the season and the ups and downs that you go through and the challenges and how it affects not only you personally but your team and your teammates and. So, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I think that's a, a, a something to really look forward to when we get most of these guys in, in, in uh, the junior and senior class next we look, year. We look forward to chatting with Ryan, who you got into both of your games last week in the first half of those games. Yeah, and Ryan hasn't had a lot of, of, of real consistent minutes over the, over the season, and I, I think that's, uh, you know, kind of normal for a lot of freshmen, but the... You know, Ryan's given us such a, a great look in practice, and I don't know if we can find a, a better player for what he's done for us because he can simulate the small four, he can simulate a three, point guard at a time, playing the two. He's a really good shooter. Uh, I think the future is really bright for, for Ryan. It's just one of those you know, things where patience will be a real virtue for him. Ryland's coming up next. Folks, as we head to break, we're brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union, helping people make smart decisions every day at UCCU. You can get a low fixed rate on a home equity line of credit and lock in that low rate for 10 years with absolutely no closing fees. To learn more, visit uccu.com. After the break, rookie Ryland Bergerson joining us here in Studio C. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
back inside Studio C for more BYU basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. We're on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Use hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for our Q&A segments later on in the program. Sitting alongside the head coach, Dave Rose, I'm Greg Grubel as we welcome in a player with a former Division I and NBA basketball player for a dad and a former Division I women's soccer player for a mom from Boise, Idaho. Please say hello to Rylan Bergerson. Good to see you. What's up, Coach? All right. And I, I hope you don't get tired of talking about the athletic connection to your parents. Oh, no, never, okay. never. Uh, what, what are your first memories of Dad in particular right now as an athlete? Um, I think my first ones are just him in college. I think him at Boise State. I was, I was still young, but I've seen some old videos before and remember being a young kid and just watching him play at every game. Uh, Dave, you remember watching his dad play because you played against him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, uh, he's quite a competitor. And, uh, you know, I've, I've loved watching uh, him coach over the years, too. I mean, he's uh, had great programs up there. I think he's one of the first, you know, AAU programs to come to Boise. And, um, but it, it, it's interesting how we, how we, you know, first, we've known Ryan, we've known him for a long time because Roberto would bring his teams through here. And when he'd have tournaments down here, he'd tour the Marriott Center and we'd get to meet him and see him. But but uh, we were recruiting Colby a lot. and Colby Lee. Yeah, Colby yeah. Lee. And then, you know, Rye was the, the guy that was doing all the work. And I kept saying, why don't we get this guy? <laughs> and Colby was younger, you know, but uh, <laughs> it all worked out. Uh, the dad, Roberto, of course, played at Boise State. And Dave, it was... Your first season here as assistant coach, where I think you got the second of two games that Roberto's Boise State team played against BYU back. I also in the day. played against him when he was at CSI, and when I was coaching at Dixie. So we've known. You're him pretty well him. familiar with yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, he's a a tough competitor that could really play, and he had a nice pro career. It was fun when we were recruiting Ryan and having dinner and all the different things we did. He let us know a lot of stories about the <laughs> the foreign, uh, you know, the, the the cities that he played in, the countries that he played in, and. Uh, you know, the, the stories from that age group is so great because a lot of what they did, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have GPS, and they get everyone got lost everywhere. He told a story about how, you know, he got, got to this one country. I can't remember what country it was, but he got with his, he and his wife and, and Rye got settled somewhere, and then he had to go to practice. He went to practice, and then... The last six saw of him. Yeah, yeah she, it's the middle of the night, and she, he still hadn't come back. And he, he, he had his car. He was lost somewhere out there. <laughs> Couldn't call anyone. Didn't know their. Didn't know anything. Where I was like, why did Dad run away? Then, <laughs> so he, he finally made it back. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mom's name is Rhonda. Mm-hmm. She played at UW. Yep. As a soccer, so she's as good an athlete as Dad, I guess. Yeah, right? for sure. Yep. Probably better. <laughs> Here's some pictures of the family, and you have two younger siblings. There they are, right? Mm-hmm, yep. so how old are the younger brothers? Um, one of them is a junior, and the other one's an eighth grader. And what are their sports? Basketball. All basketball yep. all the time? Yep. Now, mom was soccer. Mm-hmm. Any interest in soccer for you guys, too, or not? Um, we played when we were really little, but we never really played past that. We played a little bit of football, but up until seventh, eighth grade, we, all three of us, were just all basketball. And you mentioned this. I think you, so you were, uh, your, da- your folks had you while he was at Boise State, mm-hmm. right? So he was a dad while playing college. Yeah. We're used to that, but it's not a common thing at other schools, maybe. Yeah, so he was for a, sure. He was a new dad, huh? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So um, you... We just got back from San Diego, mm-hmm. and we played the Toreros, and you know at least one of their guys pretty well, Isaiah yeah. Wright, 
who played at Utah and now at USD. How did you guys uh, know each other? Um, I've known him since I was like five, probably. His dad played at Boise State, so that's kind of how my dad got the connection. And I just grew up with him ever since. He's been really close friends since like I was five years old, went to high school with him. So play with him a little bit, and yeah, I'm really close with him. And what's the Colby Lee connection with one of your current BYU teammates now? Um, he he came to play with us fifth grade. I think he played a little bit, played like a couple years, left, and then came back ninth grade and played with us on Hoop Dreams and then one year with Fast, and so really close with him too. Okay, Fast was the AU team, right? Yeah, yeah. And the other mm-hmm. one as well, Hoop yeah. Dreams. Mm-hmm. So uh, you went to Bora High School up in, uh, up in Boise, right? Yep. What kind of athletic tradition does Bora have? We're going to see you playing for, uh, for your team up there. Um, they have a really good tradition, honestly. We've, I think when I was there, we had made state, the state tournament like 11 of the last 13 years or something like that. We, we were a really good basketball um, school, and we, we kind of carried it on a little bit, and I think they're still carrying it on now. We saw a Bora uniform. We saw a Link uniform. Explain what Link was, because that was a, a prep school prep between school, there and yeah. here, right? Yeah, Link year was the prep school. So after my senior year, I went to Link year, and that's in Branson, Missouri, and just kind of worked on my game, kind of got recruited a little bit more, and just used that as an extra year to get ready for college. I hear they have a good head coach there now. Yeah, yeah, they do have a good head coach. Who is that? that that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> coach, you talked about it a bit. The, the recruitment process for, for Ryland uh, kind of had two phases, right? Because you, you, like, you liked him as a high schooler before you got him out of prep school, right? Absolutely. We, we saw him play in quite a few tournaments. And, uh, in fact, his, his senior year, um, he ended up, uh, the, or the summer before his senior year, there's a, a, a three-week period in the summer that you can play from Wednesday to Saturday. And it used to be you stayed out all the time. You know, all the coaches went all the way, and they've, they've adjusted it a little bit over the years. But their, their team went straight from South Carolina to Los Angeles and Los Angeles to was it Vegas? Yeah, after Vegas, that. Vegas. Was so they were, they were gone for yeah, 23, we 24 straight <laughs> yeah, days we were. from home. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys up there in, in Idaho, especially some of them off the farm, their, their parents probably aren't that happy with uh, <laughs> the basketball coach taking them away for, for three weeks three of weeks short of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what made the biggest impression on you uh, when it came to BYU? Um, I think it was just the feel. When I came here for the visit, the coaches were cool, the players were really cool, and they just kind of opened me, opened me in here, and I just felt really, really good about it, and I felt comfortable here. How did your folks feel about the BYU decision? They felt good. They liked it. I mean, obviously it's kind of close, so they like that, but they like it, and they like the coaches, and they've kind of met some of the players since I've been here, and they've, they've liked it too. They love the decision. What have you learned about your own game and about Division One basketball here in your freshman season? Um, I think it's just... It's a huge difference. It's more physical. It's more up tempo, and I think I'm just I'm just learning as the year goes on. I'm learning more and more and getting more comfortable. What would you say maybe is the strongest part of your game, and what part are we going to see develop as you go along here as a Cougar? Um, I think the strongest part of my game is my basketball IQ. I think I've played the game long enough to know the game very well, and I think one thing that we're going to see develop is my ability to handle the ball and my my ability to defend all all positions. And from a coach's perspective, uh, Dave, what do you think about Rye now and what he's going to be for you? Um, I, I think that we're, you know, that's why it's a good fit because we're pretty much on the same page. I mean, he, he develops uh, every day. I mean, every week you see progress. And I think that, uh, you know, like I said, the, 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 the real con- contribution that he's made to our team is, is, is you know, what people haven't seen. But uh, that, that's, uh, you know, that'll happen soon enough. He's, he's a guy that is really going to... And be a big part of our basketball program. That's for sure. 
Let's um, learn more about Rylan Bergerson right now as it's time for our final player vignette of the season as we get the, uh, the read on Rylan through what his teammates have to say. Let's take a look. Rylan is uh, he's super quiet. He's like my little brother, honestly. He's pretty quiet until you get to know him, and then he kind of pops out of his shell. He grew up around basketball his whole life, and so he sees the game really well. His basketball IQ, I think, has become a strength of his. He can shoot the ball like none other. He's a really good shooter. He can shoot the ball from pretty much wherever, and you know, when he gets going, he, he can really shoot the lights out. He's sneaky athletic. It's surprised you how athletic he is. He's got really good bounce. Um, I wish I could jump like him. With all of our return missionaries, and we're pretty old, and so he's kind of brought our age down a little bit. Ryland is super good at rapping. He's, he's so good at freestyling. He's got some nice shoes, which which I admire. He'd be Drake. He's quiet, you know, but the ladies love him. He has a girlfriend, though. Back up. He's dependable, he's loyal, he's a great teammate. You know, he's got a great future ahead of him. Ryland's a dude I'm super impressed with, and I think he's going to have a great, great career here. All right, that's uh, Ryland Bergerson. Uh as his teammates see him. So uh, how long did it take to you till you felt like you were one of the guys? Um, not too long. They, they made me feel comfortable. Like right when I got here, I think it was the first couple of weeks, I was kind of trying to fill it out. But I feel real comfortable now, and I'm, I'm loving all the guys. I think every team would love to say they've got great chemistry. But one of the things I've really noticed about this is how many guys go out of their way to say how much you all truly enjoy being around each other on and off the floor. Yes, for sure. It's, it's so fun being in the locker room and hanging out after practice, hanging out after games. There's, the guys are so cool, and it's fun to hang around them. And got some funny guys on the team, and it's, it's, just, it's just great to be <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, we, we have found that over the years. Yeah, for uh, sure. Fans, if you like that vignette, you can watch all of this season's Rose Show player and coach features on YouTube.com slash BYU TV Sports and go to the playlist. We've got a 10 questions playlist, our vignette feature, so check it out. Cougar fans, remember that basketball season is blanket season, too. That means Minky Couture. Learn more at softminkyblankets.com. We'll come back after this with more with Rylan Bergerson. Your questions and 10 questions. Straight ahead, this is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by Siegfried & Jensen. Helping Utah families for over 25 years. Time now to check in on our Cougars in the pros. Before All-Star Weekend, Kyle Collinsworth had a 19-minute game with the six points for the Mavs. Jimmer Fredette and his Shanghai Sharks have made the Chinese Basketball Association playoffs. First game's coming up in early March. Brandon Davies' team out there in Lithuania, Zalgiris, they won a cup title on the weekend. One of his teammates, they have a lot of fun with this, former Zag Kevin Pangos, the other player... Pangos is feeding Davies on that team. And then Tyler Haas playing up in Canada for St. John's Edge. And L.J. Rose with the Salt Lake City Stars of the G League. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. We are visiting with BYU freshman Rylan Bergerson here this evening. Time for some social media questions. Ryan, you ready? Mm-hmm. This first question comes in from, and I think we know this guy, at Evan underscore Troy, 33. <laughs> Who's the best in the apartment? At Fortnite. Fortnite, you tell me, is a video game. Is that right? He says, is it Evan, you, or yo? Yeah, it's definitely me. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, though. I mean, they're, they're both good, but I'm better. Than what kind of game is this we're talking about here? It's like a, it's like a shooter kind of game, but it's like you can build. I don't know. It's, it's gotten popular recently. It's like a free game you can download, so everybody's playing it now. Okay, and, and you're, you're pretty good at it, yeah. evidently. Uh, second, at Texan Parker. What's the proper pronunciation? This is good. What's the proper pronunciation for Boise? I would say Boise. Boise. Are you a Boise or a Boise guy, Dave? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what already he said? Yeah. I, I have heard that, that 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 the people up there like it Boise, yeah. and that Boise is not doesn't doesn't really roll with them very well. All right, we'll go with Boise from now on. The only thing uh, more intense, folks, than the stretch run in college basketball. It's the competition for the high score in our weekly 10 questions quiz. It's time for the skinny mic. It's time for 10 questions. Scott Hill has the skinny mic for me after we check the leaderboard. Look at this. How do, they, how do we have so many guys get 9 for 10? Nobody gets 10 on this thing. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 7 guys, including Heath last week, have got 9 for 10. So the challenge is to you, Ryland. Can you be our first and only 10 for 10 of this season? Thank you, Scott, with the skinny mic. And here we go. Question number one. You scored your first points as a BYU Cougar, regular season we're talking about, in the season opener against Mississippi Valley State. Were those points scored on A, a two-point field goal, B, a three-point field goal, or C, a free throw? I would say, was it a two-point field goal? <laughs> three-pointer. Three. From, I three from deep. Game. From deep in the opener. Oh, was it? Number two. <laughs> Your dad, Roberto, played BYU twice, as we talked, as a member of the Boise State basketball team in the late 90s. What was the Broncos' record in those two games? Um, one and one. <laughs> BYU, unfortunately, was 0-2 in those games. Oh, Boise wow. won them both. Boise won them both. Uh, question three. Besides yourself, who are the other three players on the BYU roster from the great state of Idaho? Braden, McKay, and then Colby. We count Colby. You got it. Three for three. Good job. According to the NCAA rulebook, each basket ring or each hoop is how many feet above the floor? Each basket? Uh, yeah, how, high, how, how, how high off the floor is the basket? Oh, 10 feet. 10 feet. Yeah. 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 Don't overthink <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got it. Uh, question five. Your dad, Roberto, and former BYU Cougar Travis Hansen were both drafted in the second round of the NBA draft by this team. The Atlanta Hawks. Yep. Okay. One WCC school shares its team nickname with that of your high school and your prep school. Which WCC school is it? So at Bora and at Link, you're both the... Lions. So what WC school is the Lions? No. Um, is it Loyola Marymount? Hey. Hey, there okay. we go. Good job. Okay. From one set of cats to another, Dave Rose is the head coach of the Cougars and played his college ball for another batch of Cougars at which university? It was a... Uh... Coach Rose played for University of? Houston. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got it, yes. Bring him up. Houston is right. Uh, question eight. Which of your teammates currently leads the Cougars in assists? Is it TJ? It is TJ with 125. All right, we're down to our last two questions for you. As a high school player and a prep school player, you wore the jersey number 35. Why did you choose that number? Um, I think, honestly, when I was at Bora, I chose that number my sophomore year because I kind of had the last pick of numbers because I was like <laughs> one of the few sophomores on the team, and I liked it and just stuck with it. Liked it and kept it, all right? Yeah, that's correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and number 10, at BYU, you wear jersey number one. Why did you choose that number? I chose that number. I was, I've always wanted to be number one, so I was growing up because my favorite player is Tracy McGrady. So I've, I've always been number one on Hoop Dreams and stuff. Okay, there it is. That's also correct. All right. You finished strong, really strong yeah, this one. I'm not sure you make it to the first page of the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, you're, he's tied for eight. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We have a seven-way tie for first. You're tied for eight. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, how, folks, have a hand for uh, Ryland Bergerson here tonight. Nicely done. All right. After our break, we've got your questions for the Cougars head coach and from the audience and Twitter. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're back in studio. See you in a minute. Top of the arc. Elijah down the lane, right to the nice. rim. Draws nice. It's a three-point play chance. Finally, the whistle is heard, and the Cougars take a two-point lead. That's our exciting play of the game presented by Nissan. Proud partner of the BYU Cougars, Nissan. Innovation that excites. We're back on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen here in Studio C. And Elijah really took over that game at overtime in overtime at Pepperdine. Scored nine of your 11 in the extra session. We saw that play earlier, but uh, he's so good at getting to the rim, drawing contact and finishing. And he really finishes well. And that, that's, uh, you know, I, I think he's getting a lot of attention, especially the second time through league, you know, that... Uh, but he uh, did a real good job, especially in the overtime, of being able to, to read and then kind of react and take what was available to him. And he's really good when he gets to the free throw line. And so uh, it was interesting, you know, he missed that one free throw. Uh, the end of regulation. The end of regulation, yeah. you know, which I, I know he was kind of <laughs> kicking himself for. So I'm glad he got a chance to finish that thing off. Then went 4-4 four, four from the line at uh, San Diego. All right, it's uh, Q&A time for the coach. We've got some live audience and Twitter questions ready to roll. Let's stay here in our studio audience and go to Curtis Covington. Hello, Curtis. How you doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, what was your favorite place to play in when you were a player, Coach Rose? My favorite place to play when I was a player, probably our home uh, court in, at Hoffman's Pavilion. That was the funnest place to play. We won mostly all our games. But if you take a road venue over the years, you know, in our league, the Southwest Conference at the time, uh, I think that uh, – you know, at the time we had Arkansas and Baylor and Texas and TCU and, you know, uh, SMU. We had some un- amazing little home court. Of, uh, but I, I think that, you know, probably Barnhill Arena is one of the uh, most memorable places that we ever played. And one of the reasons uh, is that Coach Lewis, you know, was a legend at the University of Houston, coached forever, never won in Barnhill until our team our senior year. So that was pretty memorable. You mentioned Hoffheinz. That's currently a building undergoing a pretty substantial renovation right now. Yeah, and the Cougs got a pretty good team this year. Houston's got a really good team. They're playing all their home games right across town in uh, in Texas Southern's place, and they just beat Cincinnati the other day. Uh, the first time they beat a top ten team, uh, well, basically since we did, you know, years, <laughs> and, years and years ago. So uh, um, you know they're they're looking up and got got themselves a really good team. Hopefully, we've we've talked a little bit, maybe get them on the schedule in the next year or so. We haven't talked about this a lot over the years, I don't think, but uh, the first postseason game you coached for BYU as head coach got to be back at Hoffheinz in that 2006 NIT. Yeah, and we, we've, we've tried to actually you know, get a game back and forth, uh, but it just haven't, hasn't worked as far as dates are concerned. Plus, there's, there's one big issue is that since we've already played down there, I want them to actually play here <laughs> Start first. Start up here. You know, that, that, that <laughs> always seems to be an issue, but looking forward to getting that done if we can. Twitter question for you, Coach, from at Glennard underscore Skinnerd. What do you think contributes the most to difficult shooting from three if you're not hitting it? Is it more mental or physical? Well, I, I think it's a combination of both, you know. Is that really Leonard Skinner? No, at Glennard. <laughs> Glennard. Oh. It's probably his own little One of my derivation. favorite, favorite bands. Yeah, that'd be great if you Leonard know, Skinner was actually yeah. uh, tweeting in to the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. All right. Um, Maybe they'll be our soundtrack for the final show next yeah. week. <laughs> Freebird is just one of the best. Ever. Which the BYU Marching Band does play. The band yeah. plays it at the end of every game at That's our right. building. So, 
Um, so the question was, uh, yeah. psychological or physical? I think it's a combination of both. I think in the San Diego game, they are really physical with this. But I, I still, you go back and watch the film, the 22 free threes we shot in that game, I'd go back and shoot most of them again. They were they're open shots, they're good looks, not too quick. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's... You know, everybody goes through this. I, I was reading a deal about Jay Wright. Jay Wright's one of my favorite guys, coaches at Villanova, and we're pretty good friends. And, you know, he went through a three-game stretch where his team was 17 for, I think, 84 from the field, from three-point line. And they shoot a lot of threes, real guard-oriented team. And then the other night, they went to Xavier, and they beat Xavier on their home floor um, and went 16 for 32. So he hit in one game hit as many threes basically as they had in the last three games put together. So I think every team kind of goes through it. One thing you got to make sure is that the players know that the coaches believe in their ability to make that shot. And uh, hopefully we take the right ones and we start making them. Question from at Price Tyson. Uh, What was your most, and this could be BYU, JUCO, high school, uh, what was your most memorable technical foul that has been called against you? (laughs) Player? I don't know. Yeah. That, that's hands down. That story is a legend. Are we going to go with the one in Manti? Uh. Manti is. Uh... You want to you want to recap it for us? Well, to make a long story short, <laughs> it was the second technical, so I got tossed out of the game, and I went in the locker room when I was really mad. I was new to Utah. Okay, it was my first year here after playing at Houston, and I kicked the rail of the door in the locker room, and it opened up, and so I walked out. And it shut behind me and locked. And there was about three feet of snow. <laughs> I had to walk you were out all, of the gym. Out of the gym in the snow. <laughs> had to walk all the way around the building, come in the front way, and explain to the lady taking the tickets that I needed to get back into the game. <laughs> but I'd been kicked out of the game. I didn't have it. My hand wasn't stamped because I didn't pay the first time. And so she went in and checked with somebody to make sure I was telling the story correctly. And then they ushered me back into the locker room <laughs> where I, I sat for the remainder of the game. You had to get back in so you could get yeah. re-kicked out. That's right. Yeah, there it is. So Good. I, uh, and I've had a few, uh, a few I, got, I got tossed in a JUCO game and uh, was sitting in the AD's office trying to look through a little hole in the wall <laughs> to see the gym. So, yeah, I tell people all the time. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I got this job later in my career. Because all we have at BYU is the jacket toss. You know, I mean, that's that's good, but it's not getting kicked out of the arena in in the snowbank. Early in my career, this BYU TV would have had a heyday with me. (laughs) Uh, More Dave Rose Q&A is coming up after the break. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. All right, the final Q&A segment with uh, Coach Rose. Use the hashtag Rose Show. Leonard Skinner, if you're out there, guys in the band, just uh, use the hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for Coach either tonight or, or next week. Uh, but first, uh, Dave, you're involved uh, with the Infinity Coaches Challenge uh, again this season. You're back into the round of 16 where you usually find yourself. What can you tell us about the annual contest and, and how it helps uh, both uh, the fight against cancer and BYU? Well, you know, I, I sit on the uh, the council for the coaches versus cancer, and uh, in those 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 meetings, there's so many different ideas that are brought up and try to how to bring awareness to 
the coaches that are actually trying to raise money to uh, fight the disease. And I think everybody knows of the Jimmy V. Val, uh, Foundation, you know, and ESPN does that every, um, you know, so often as far as they're trying to raise money. But in this situation, they they get, I think there's 48 coaches or so that, uh, you know, are asked if they'll get their fans to try and vote for them. Then they take it from 20, 48 to 24, down to 16, and then to 4, I think. And right now we're in, uh, you know, we're in the 16 period, and we've made it to that point. And, and I think you're just outside the – you're I think you're maybe sixth right now. In every round you get uh, more money towards a, uh, you know, a, a charity that you've chosen as a, as, you, as a coach. And the charity we've chosen of, cho- of choice here with Cheryl and I is uh, the Simmons Center, uh, the cancer center right here, research center right here on BYU's campus. And so – uh, the university has been great of, of, of getting us involved, getting the students involved and people involved. And we're going to make a, a big run here to try to get from 16 to 4. And uh, you can vote every day and, uh, you know, ho- hopefully that we can, you know, bring. Uh, and I don't know, really know the numbers. I think we're at ten, uh, $10,000 now. Maybe we can, or 7000 we can get to 10000 If you win the whole thing, it's hundred grand, And that's, you know, for guys who raise money all the time, you're not even asking anybody to give you any money. You're just asking people to, to vote. You know, vote on your phone, vote on your friend's phone, vote on your kids' phones, your grandparents' phones, cousins, uncles. That all counts. <laughs> so to do just that and help Dave Rose and BYU get into the top four, that final four, go on Twitter, use the hashtag timeout to vote the two is a number so hashtag timeout to vote hashtag coach dave rose and hashtag contest all in the same tweet it will help coach rose get into that final four and advance to earn more money for cancer research so do that as soon as you can let's go back to our in-studio mic as we continue with our q a got a fan named alan minor at the mic hello alan hi how you doing good coach uh, what are the key adjustments you'd like to see from the team as you play your last couple of games and as you head into the wcc tournament uh, I, I think the, the, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for us is that, that I think at the core of our team and what makes us really good is defensively, um, you know, we have good game plans. Our guys execute it really well. I think that offensively we need to, uh, we, we need to become more balanced as a group. We, you know, we went through that first part of league and we had a couple guys that did most of the damage offensively. And, uh, you know, what we need is we need to spread that out a little bit. I think that there's more focus uh with the with defensive game plans and uh hopefully we can just improve the confidence confidence of our team and become a more balanced offensive group we need to get to the free throw line that's a big part of how we score and what we do uh so that'll that'll allow us to maybe be a little bit more aggressive as far as tacking the basket but we we do have to when we're open we've we've got to be able to jump up and stick a three-point shot Alan, thanks for the question. Uh, next from a Twitter, at Pratt Janessa, says, aside from the final win-loss totals, what defines a successful season for you in BYU basketball? Well, I, I think that's, that's become quite an interesting question you know, over the years. I think, I think a lot of it is, is, uh, you know, is based on you know, trying to make everybody happy. You know, and then the bottom line is that will never happen. <laughs> you never, one thing every coach will tell you, you never win enough. And if you do win the national championship, they all want to know when you're going to win the next one. You know? So uh, you judge it by, you know, the challenge of your players and kind of the, 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 the things that you deal with over the course of a season. And, and uh, obviously winning games is a huge part of it. But I, I think you can tell by every guest that comes through here that they really enjoy this team. They enjoy playing here. And, uh, and I, I think that uh, the competitive nature of this group 
you can really see it, especially after a loss. Uh, Those are fun teams to play on. So, you know, I'd I'd love to win every game, every season. And I think all the fans would love that too. But uh, that's that's a pretty tough challenge. And so you've got to find other ways to make sure that your guys are reaching their full potential. This will be your, your, this is your 13th season. You're about to wrap up your 13th season. Uh, with a win this week, at least one, hope we get two. Uh, with a win this week, uh, you'll, you'll be no worse, no lower than third in the West Coast Conference in a really, really good league at the top. And in all your years, you've never been outside of a top three in the West Coast Conference or Mountain West Conference. And I hope folks realize that whether it's that or the 20 wins or the postseason bids, consistency counts for something. I think it counts for a lot. Yeah, and, and I think that it, a lot of it's timing too. You know, if you if you went to Buffalo, New York right now, and asked about Marv Levy, they'd probably all want him back. He got to the Super Bowl four years in a row, lost all four of them, but they wanted him. You know, wanted a new coach and haven't been back to the Super Bowl since. So, uh, I, I do believe a lot of it's timing, and that uh, you know the, our guys are being judged at a pretty high, um, you know, pretty high rate. And I, I hope that uh, you know that. We go on a nice eight or nine game win streak. This will be a great year. That's possible, right? There you go. Everything's possible this time of year. Tonight's closing comments from Dave Rose coming up next. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. All right, so welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented as always by Siegfried and Jensen. Here's our broadcast schedule for the week. It's a road home weekend. We do hit the road, headed for Portland tomorrow, where we hope... uh, the fog gets us to and from the arena and things like that. It'll be a Thursday late night tip, 11 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock in the mountains, 8 o'clock over in Portland, a 7 o'clock Mountain Time radio pregame, or a 7 o'clock Pacific Time radio pregame, 8 o'clock here in the mountains. It's on BYU Radio and ESPNU. Then Saturday, Zags and Cougs on ESPN2. You see the start time there, 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain, 5 o'clock radio pregame on BYU Radio. All right, it is our penultimate show of the 2017-18 season. Next week will be our WCC tournament preview show. So, Coach Rose, by this time next week, we can talk about seeding and brackets and times and opponents and all that stuff. But for the time being, it's just go win a couple games and be as high as you can by the time you get to Vegas. Or we could talk about penultimate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anybody in here want to expand? I guess I could have said second to last. Okay. uh, Penultimate is such a fun word to say, so we use that one instead, yeah. And now i got a new word. Yeah. So, I'll tell my guys tomorrow. This yeah, guys, go win your penultimate game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a right. rallying cry yeah. at Portland. We'll tweet it out. Do it all. <laughs> but it is Portland-Gonzaga, uh, the Northwest Swing, and we're kind of in inverse order. Good luck against uh, the Pilots and the Zags as you look to get to Vegas on a real high note. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this week. I, I think I've had a lot of questions about what are you looking for, what, what improvements can you make, what do you want to do. I think the most important thing is to win, you know, and to get off the, you know, the, 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 the loss and... Move on, get a win, and I know the game against Gonzaga will be big-time atmosphere. All right, let's win two. Go Cougs. We'll see you next week. For Coach Dave Rose and Rylan Bergeson, I'm Greg Rubel. We'll see you next week on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on BYU TV. Good night.